Today on Goodbye Heartbreak, Hello Purpose. It's like those songs, those songs can really help us to keep our eyes on him. And, you know, and the benefit of that, it builds our faith. You know, it helps us, like I said, keep our eyes on Jesus and our hearts postured toward him. No matter what's happening around us, no matter the darkness, it just helps us keep our eyes on him, on the light. And so um, it's really important that in those moments, that we can taste and see the goodness of Jesus. We can do that by constantly having music in our ears, constantly having the word of God in our ears and and watching our, our ear gates and our eye gates, being mindful of what we're listening to and what we're watching. And so. Hey sis, welcome to the Goodbye Heartbreak Hello Purpose podcast the place where you learn how to move forward from heartbreak and achieve wholeness through emotional healing, spiritual growth, uncovering identity and behavior patterns, and saying yes to the calling God placed on your life. I'm your host, Candice Baddies, and I know what it's like to be heartbroken and confused about who you are and what God created you to do, but I also know what it's like to be healed and hold with clarity. If you're ready to have your broken heart mended, grow your faith, and discover who you are, why you do what you do, and what you were created to do, look no further you're definitely in the right place so kick off those cute shoes that's been hurting your feet all day and turn me up in those earbuds we're about to get into it hey sis and welcome to another episode of goodbye heartbreak hello purpose you know it's your girl candace here joining you for another episode Ladies, we have a lot to get into today, so we are going to jump right in. First of all, if you have not subscribed to the channel yet, please, please, wherever you're listening from, pause this episode and hit the subscribe, or it may say following, maybe a plus sign, whatever it is, just hit the button to make sure that you are subscribed to the channel. And also, go ahead and leave your five-star written review if you haven't yet. And speaking of, I'm going to read one today. This one is from Jessica Ray and it's titled, This is Amazing and So Needed. And it reads, I absolutely love this podcast. One of the key things that sticks with me, I think it's from episode two, her keys about emotional healing. Feeling better is not the main reason to heal, but it is a major benefit. With the fire emoji, she preached that. Thank you. Jessica Ray, so much for this five-star written review. You guys, if you have not listened to episode two, this is the second time I'm telling you that people are loving that episode. So if you are just coming on, go ahead, go back, listen to the other episodes. And episode two was really resonating. And it's about the reasons that we need to heal for emotional healing. So you guys, like I said, we have a lot to get into today. And I read the review from Jessica Ray. And guess what? That's my sister from another Mr. Y'all. And she's going to be on the podcast today. She is my special guest, my special treat for you all on today. And I can't wait for you guys to hear what she has to say. Just a little precursor when this episode starts. We did this interview a long time ago, like months ago. And it was before, obviously before I launched the podcast, but it was also before I took the direction that I'm taking now with the podcast before God came in and kind of changed my mind about some things. So if you hear some weird lingo or 
You're going to hear me say like my Taste and See fam, because that was supposed to be the name of the podcast. Taste and See with Candace B was supposed to be the name of the podcast, but God said no. So anyway, so when you hear me talking about Taste and See and all that, that is why. Do not be alarmed. Again, this was recorded a while ago, but it was too good. She wanted to redo it, but I said absolutely not because I love the conversation that we had. It was so good. I didn't want to do it over. I wanted to make sure we kept the good content. That was what was important to me because I think this content is going to be amazing for y'all. So let me go ahead and introduce my sister from another mister, Jessica Ray Gaden. She's a Louisiana resident and she is coming up to her nine years as a nurse with experience in multiple specialties, including educating and training new nurses and nurse assistants. My girl loves spreading hope, joy, and love through her nursing career as she seeks to be a vessel of healing for others. She anticipates furthering her nursing education as her ultimate desire to continue educating, training, and empowering others in the field. Jessica serves in her local church as a worship pastor. Her heart is to disciple and build up others just as Jesus did. She enjoys sharing Jesus through music and small groups while empowering and building up others to lead. She also serves our community in musical theater by teaching our youth at CYT, which is Christian Youth Theater, and participating in the adult productions. Y'all, my girl, she does it all. She loves to spread love and encouragement through her two businesses. Yes, my girl's an entrepreneur. First business is Mary Kay, where she empowers women to see their beauty inside and out and to practice self-care. And her second business is Lover of Jesus Apparel, where she designs apparel items that empower your your faith, walk, and identity in Christ. She also likes to do live discussions about faith and loves having guests to share their story about overcoming obstacles that we face every day. You guys, she does this on her YouTube channel and Facebook lives, and it is amazing. And most of all, her desire is to know him, Jesus, and to make him known. All right, y'all. So help me give a warm welcome to my sister from another mister, Jessica Ray Gaten. Let's get into it. Welcome, Pastor Jessica. Thank you for joining me today with my Taste and See fam. Hey. We're going to be talking about worship, like I said. So earlier I introduced you, Pastor Jessica is a worship pastor, nurse, Mary Kay consultant. I mean, my girl got it going on and she's my little (laughs) sister. So, you know, we got that too. Welcome girl. So what you got going on today? Oh, nothing. Um, Thank you for having me. This is, uh, I'm excited to be a part of your podcast. Taste and see, come on, that the Lord is good. I'm really excited about this. Thanks, Thank you so much. So, you know, like I said, we're going to talk about worship and we're going to jump right in this thing because I know there's some people, rather, they've been walking with the Lord for a while or they just starting out in their journey, might have some questions about what worship really is. So let's start there. Can you explain to the Taste and See fam what worship really is? Okay. Well, I like to say that worship is an alignment. It's all of me aligning with all of God, my body, soul, spirit, really aligning with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's my heart, my mind, my will, vision, and purpose, and all of that simply aligning with His. And uh, aligning with Him is 
essentially us placing our attention and devotion on him, our heart being postured toward him so that we become one with him. And I say that because most of the time we we like to say that uh, worship is adoration. It's singing to God. It's loving on God, um, which is entirely true, very much true. But one aspect we often miss when it comes to the topic of worship is our obedience and and coming into oneness with him. And reality is that obedience is God's love language and our obedience to him is us lining up with his will and his word and his heart. And um, just a couple scriptures that I think about this is that God says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. He even Mm -hmm. says the sheep that are my own hear my voice and listen to me. I know them and they follow me. And so that's what true worship is. That's what true communion and devotion is to God. That's what it looks like. And I got to tell you, sis, it's certainly a sacrifice. Yes. <laughs> it is certainly a sacrifice because it's choosing to give our attention and affection to God in spite of everything else, you know, that's around us and that's fighting for our attention and devotion, you know. And so my whole point is that it's it's so much more than music. It's way beyond the music that we sing. Um, And a lot of times um, we confine worship to that definition, Mm -hmm. the music that we sing at church on Sunday mornings. And truly worship is is who we are. It's who we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Listen, when you said obedience is the aspect that we often miss, and that's God's love language, man, mm-hmm. that hit home. <laughs> and I agree with that because, you know, they the, the Bible says obedience is better than sacrifice. God mm-hmm. is looking for our obedience, not so much the sacrifice. So that's good right there. And um, yeah, it, but it in at the same time. In the same aspect, it is a sacrifice sometimes because you hear sometimes people say we got to give a sacrifice of worship because we don't always feel like worshiping. Child. (laughs) (laughs) Let's say that. We don't always feel like it. But still, it's yes. and it's, so it's a, a sacrifice in that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. So, yes. and just talking about that, like, you know, because people, I think they feel guilty if they have to make themselves worship you know what i'm saying but Mm -hmm. that's real life and so that's my next thing like how does worship and real life go together like where do they intersect well i um i see worship in real life collide by us choosing to live our lives with god and i say that because sometimes we separate god and our everyday lives like Mm -hmm. he's over there and we're over here you know he's north and we're south we only we only meet up on sundays or (laughs) we only meet up when i sit down to pray at a certain time you know like we literally separate god and everyday life Mm -hmm. you know sometimes without even knowing it um and so the intersection happens when we choose to live with him instead of apart from him and if you think about it, take a moment to think about relationship, our relationship with God. And so the scripture tells us that we are sons and daughters of God. He calls us his beloved. He calls us his friend. He calls us his creation and so on. And as for him, he's our father, our creator, our protector, defender, provider, all of those things, our peace and so on. Well, worship in real life intersect when we acknowledge that relationship. Mm-hmm. Like in worship, it's acknowledging the relationship between daughter and father. It's acknowledging that relationship between daughter and and protector or son and protector or friend and defender. 
So worship is a relational journey of living life with him and acknowledging and giving honor to that relationship. And the truth is we're all worshipers of something. Yes. <laughs> because essentially, you know, worship is it's putting something first. It's prioritizing something or someone. And so looking at this through through our daily lives at real life, mm-hmm. we prioritize a lot of things without even realizing it sometimes. True. Yeah. And so, you know, there are things that we consciously prioritize and things that we subconsciously prioritize. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, huh? Because I mean, subconsciously, well, I'll say consciously first. Consciously, mm-hmm. when we prioritize something, we're like, man, as soon as I get home, I'm going to relax and watch TV. Or or you know how sometimes we do. As soon as I get my taxes, the first thing I'm okay. going to do is. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. Let's yes. talk about it. Like, that's prioritizing something. You know what I mean? Well, I'm not going to say we because, you know, I don't have the luxury of getting taxes. I was back. just about to say. <laughs> it's been a couple of years for me, but, you know, hey. I don't have that luxury, but somebody getting their taxes back. <laughs> somebody in this family today yes. getting their taxes. And so that's kind of what it looks like prioritizing something and saying, okay, when this happens, I'm going to do this, or just, you know, consciously. And so that's intentionally and voluntarily prioritizing something. Well, like subconsciously, it's more of those things that we do consistently without being aware of the underlying motive. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, scrolling through social media, we may be subconsciously subconsciously looking for joy or looking for something mm. to feed our sorrow. You know, yeah. we may not think about it at a time, but why did we grab our phone and click on Facebook? Or why did we grab our phone and click on TikTok? Looking who liking, looking to yeah. see who liking our pictures. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so those are the things that, you know, we those are some things that we may not intentionally know what you know what's going on and so our underlying motive but um and so that's kind of that's kind of where I'm where I'm going with this um so many people just think that so many people just think that uh worship is so supernatural you know Mm -hmm. like they think it's just like oh you gotta be up up and you gotta Mm -hmm. be like they I don't know. Like it's really hard to explain. They really think it's like a supernatural something versus an everyday living, Mm -hmm. choosing, like you said, like we all worship something you said, you know, Mm -hmm. whether it's God or a relationship Mm -hmm. or, you know, the likes of other people and their opinions, Mm -hmm. like we're all worshiping something. So I really like that you pointed that out because it's not this supernatural and some people think unattainable thing. Some people think that they can't worship. They don't, they think it has to look a certain way, you know? Yeah. And so what I I was sharing that about like us having this these these underlying you know things happening simply because there were times in my life where I felt like like God wasn't near or I wasn't hearing his voice or I or even I treated him like there was no connection he was no connection to my real life like my mm-hmm. real tangible life mm-hmm. and I've had to ask myself like like what have I prioritized over this relationship mm-hmm. you know whether it was intentionally or unintentionally, I had to sit back and assess like, what, what am I giving my attention to? Like, and this is real life stuff. Like right, right. this is, this is us coming together, like with, with God versus him being over there and us being over here, you mm-hmm. know? And so, um, some of these things that I have mentioned, you know, those things are, are, 
are simple, you know, but really these scenarios explain what we choose every single day. It's what we choose to worship and, and why we so easily disconnect God from, from real life. You know, I believe that, that God is always speaking. Mm-hmm. I believe that he's always speaking and, and to everyone. It's kind of like on the radio. <laughs> the radio is always going, girl. Exactly. But, but are you tuned in? Exactly. And, and what station are you are you tuned in to? So he's not this thing that's way over there and we're over here. It's important that we, that we connect. And um, just going back to that scripture that I mentioned earlier in John 10, 27, when he said, the sheep are my own. The sheep that are my own hear my voice hear my and voice. listen to me Amen. and I know them and they follow me. And yeah. so, yeah, just going back to that point about the intersection, they intersect when we choose to live life with God, mm-hmm. checking ourselves, checking our priorities and looking for him and listening to him throughout our, our everyday, our everyday lives. And so. Gotcha. Yeah. I remember saying that one day when, uh, when you said that God is always speaking, mm-hmm. I like, I just came to that realization. It's like, man, God is always speaking if mm-hmm. we are listening. And I mean, whether we listen or not, he's still speaking, but exactly. we will hear him if we take the time to listen. Like mm-hmm. I get blown away these days, how much I hear from God. Like, it's like, man, like, mm-hmm. but he just started speaking to me. I just started listening. <laughs> yes. And did you look for him? Like when you're looking for him, you're going to find him. Right. Like even in nature and gosh, children and, and other people. Girl, I was at work the other day. Matter of fact, was it last? No, two, about two nights ago, I was at work. And I tell you about three or four of my different, my residents, three or four different residents told me that they love me. This doesn't happen very often. And so I knew, I just knew that was God, like saying- Telling you what you need to hear. Exactly, girl, because I had just, yeah, I just had a a traumatic experience uh, a few days prior. Um, And so with that, with that coming at that time, it was so, it was crazy. I had three or four, four different residents tell me that as I was giving them their medicine. Just tapped me on my thigh. Hey, I love you. Oh, like it was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. But but when you're listening and when you're looking and when you're open, that's when that's when it happens. You know, Man. so he's always speaking, girl. You write about that. Mm-hmm. And so earlier, like a little while ago, I just I was talking about, you know, people thinking that worship has to look a certain way. But mm-hmm. I mean, we know it doesn't. But to someone who thinks that it does, like, how would you? Like explain that to them that if they say, "Oh, I'm not a worshiper," or "Worship is not for me," like what would be your response to that? Um, as far as worship looking a certain way, um, it doesn't quote unquote look a certain way on the outside anyway. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, we should definitely outwardly express worship and praise. I mean, there are plenty Hebrew words that tells us what outwardly expressions of worship look like, such as clapping hands, stomping feet, shouting, singing, all of those things and bowing. Um, However, if our hearts are not postured in alignment with him, then it's not true worship. Right. I don't know if you remember that scripture uh, in Matthew and in Isaiah as well, when it says, these people praise me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship Mm -hmm. in vain. Mm -hmm. So worship in spirit and in truth is that alignment that I was talking about earlier when you asked me about it. And it's, and it's that alignment. And of course, we should outwardly express our love to Jesus. We should want to give it all 
that we've got, I mean, we cheer at these sporting events. We do acts of kindness for people that we love. You know, Mm -hmm. we love to celebrate others. And um, so we should certainly outwardly express our love for Jesus. However, it doesn't start there. It's about the posture of our hearts. It's about aligning our hearts. And um, because that's what God's looking at. I mean, think about it. Think about it. Two people, two very different people can be sitting in church and can be having two totally different worship experiences. You know, there may be one in the corner running back and forth, (laughs) (laughs) running back and forth. And, you know, and the other may be sitting quietly, not moving much, you know, just sitting in. And so there's no way for us to judge who is a true Who's a true worshiper is what I'm saying. So it doesn't have a certain look. Yes. It's really about the posture of our hearts. And and one is not better worship than the other, so to speak, you know, because it's about exactly. the heart. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And to the person that may be saying um, that they're not a worshiper or worship is not for them. As I mentioned earlier, we are all worshipers of something and Uh, It's way beyond music. It's way beyond the four walls of our church. And don't confine worship to music, to it just happening through music. I just think it's time for you to seek out what your expression of worship is. What is your expression of love for God? What do you like to do with him? As I've said earlier, living life with him. You know, I have a sister who serves in media at her church and somewhat she's also serves in somewhat of that same role at her workplace and that's her worship mm-hmm. that's her devotion to god yes. that is her time with him and that is her act of service to the body of christ as well she loves spending time with god creating graphics Ooh. she loves you know spending time in worship uploading those scriptures and for the sermon or the worship lyrics for the service and things yes. um i just I, she's in such a sweet place of communion with his spirit and his truth while she is doing those things is what I'm trying to say. And yeah. that is what I'm, that is what I mean by living life with God. So you are a worshiper. You just have to seek out what your expression looks yes. like, you know? And so it looks different for everyone. And that's why like, you know, people on their jobs, you know, mm-hmm. you can be worshiping God on your jobs. And we're not talking about singing and clapping and hollering, but yes. just <laughs> doing your job to the glory of God is a form of worship. Like, yeah. So, you know, for people who say like, man, that's not for me, I think you just need Mm -hmm. to change your perspective of what Mm -hmm. worship really is. So that's good. Your perspective of worship is and and seek out what your expression looks like. Mm Because some people think because they can't sing or because they they cannot join the dance ministry, you know, Mm -hmm. things like that, that they don't really have worship. They don't really have, you know, a gift of worship as people would say, <laughs> you know, but it's all about your heart and and what heart. your expression looks like toward God. I agree. I agree. So, let's see. So, let's let's pivot just a little bit. Okay. Um so it's easy to taste and see God's goodness when things are going well and when life is already sweet, but you know, on this podcast, we're talking a lot about heartbreak. So mm-hmm. in real life, things aren't always good and life isn't always sweet. So we know that, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit. Like, how do we taste and see God's goodness through worship, through the dark seasons of our lives? Okay. Um, and this this is one of those areas that I think music plays a big role in this part. Mm-hmm. And I say I that agree. because... 
Um, music can play a big role in tasting and seeing his goodness in those dark seasons. Music has so much power to shift things in your mind and your emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just like back in the day, hopefully still back in the day for some <laughs> of our families, we were going through heartbreak or somebody heard us. We turned on that song that helped us sit in that pain. Sit in that pain, girl. Yes. I'm going down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or or I'll bust the windows out your car. Out your car. Okay. Okay. And so, you know, it's kind of the it's kind of the, the, the same. You know, we turn on a song that that gave us that experience in our minds, that song that that validated our feelings about that situation. And look, we envision in it too. Yes. <laughs> And so the same goes for worship music. When we're walking through a dark season, it's important that we feed ourselves faith. And a good way to do that is through worship and prayer. And girl, listen, I love um, I love listening to Lauren Daigle mm-hmm. and many other artists. But like in this season, she's been very key in my life. And one of the songs that I've had on repeat is her song, Hold On To Me. <gasps> Girl. Yes. And so one of her, she said, when the best of me is barely breathing, mm. when I'm not somebody I believe in, hold on to me. Okay. You see me got yes. right now. <laughs> yes. And so it's like those songs, those songs can really help us to keep our eyes on him. And, you know, and the benefit of that, it builds our faith. You know, yes. it helps us, like I said, keep our eyes on Jesus and our hearts postured toward him. Mm-hmm. No matter what's happening around us, no matter the darkness, it just helps us keep our eyes on him, on the light. And so um, it's really important that in those moments that we can taste and see the goodness of Jesus. Mm-hmm. We can do that by constantly having music in our ears, constantly having the word of God in our ears and, and watching our, our ear gates and our eye gates being mindful mm-hmm. of what we're listening to and what we're watching. And so, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And like when you said that about that song, you know, music, like you said, really does evoke emotions, whether positive or negative, depending yes. on what you're listening to. Mm-hmm. But even like, so I was watching an episode of 911, you uh-huh. know, I love that show. Yes. So, uh, and so the, I don't know if you saw that episode, but like when the, when the hospital and spoiler alert to anybody who watches 911 and haven't seen it, uh, <laughs> but when the, when the hospital um, ex- had that explosion, and that song played, and I mean, it evoked yes. emotion in me. Like I was sitting there crying yes. because of that song playing yes. at that moment. Like I said, they picked the perfect song for that moment. I was sitting there bawling my eyes out. I know, but it's just—I mean. So imagine if you're dealing with heartbreak, because God wants us to bring all of who we are into the moments with mm-hmm. him. He's mm-hmm. not afraid of our emotions. He's mm-hmm. not afraid for us to be vulnerable with him. And I think some people think when they're going to worship God, that they have to leave all that stuff out. Right. And it's mm-hmm. like, you have to bring it to God mm-hmm. for him to heal and fix it. You know, you have yes. to bring that broken heart. And so listening to say like a song like that, like when you're feeling broken and down and Lauren Daigle singing, hold on to me. Yes. And it's like, you know, you're like, God, please. Like I, that, that helps to me like push you into prayer. Like, God, I need you to hold on to me because I, I can't do it by myself. I can't right. heal myself. I can't see how I'm going to get out of this season of my life. So God, I need you to hold on to me, you know? Yeah. So, oh, girl. absolutely. 
Absolutely. Wow. And it. What's thing, the thing is, is that a lot of times we think that we have to fix it before we come to God. Mm-hmm. But he is the fixer. Like, let he him is. do it. Let him, let do, him it. do it. You know, we, we keep, you know, we, we tear ourselves up and tear ourselves apart when we try to do that on ourselves, on our own. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, let's see. I kind of wanted to pivot into that direction because I think that people really kind of need to know, like, you know, yeah, worship sounds all good because they think that it needed it needs to happen only when things are going well. But mm-hmm. we know like worship is at its best for yeah. our lives when we're in the dark season. It helps to shine the light. So, yes. so I want you to see, sis, can you share a time with us when you had to when you may have been dealing with the heartbreak or something like that and you use worship to see, help God help to see God's goodness during that time? Yes. Uh, well, um, this situ- this situation I'm going to share, um, it's not a relationship with a person, like with a male. I can remember a time I was dealing with heartbreak when my mom was concerned. Mm-hmm. Like I could not for the life of me figure out why she had made a certain decision. Okay. You know, um, the decision that that she made made me feel rejected and heartbroken. And I just couldn't understand since like it was it tore me up. It really did. And so in that moment, um, dealing with that, it aligning my heart with God, like we talked about what worship is earlier mm-hmm. and with Jesus and with Holy Spirit is what kept me at peace. Yes, I dealt with emotions. Yes, I dealt with negative thoughts. I dealt with so much more, <laughs> but it was the worship that helped like flush all of that stuff out of me. Like all of that negativity out of my heart and out of my mind. And again, like I said earlier, it helped to build my faith. I I made sure I was mindful of what I was listening to, what I was watching. Like I said a few minutes ago, mm-hmm. just being mindful of guarding my gates. Like, like my old pastor used to say, guard your gates, guard your yes, gates. Yes. You know, your eye gates, your ear gates and your mouth gates. Like everything I was listening to, everything that I decided to watch in that season I had to be sure that I, I was mindful of that in order to to keep me at peace in that time, to keep me in, t- in a place of worship, to help flush all of that negativity out of me because I was literally, um, I, I just, it was so much negativity. Mm-hmm. Trying to figure out why my mom made this decision, you know, and I felt rejected. I felt heartbroken um, to briefly share and to keep her covered Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, a situation happened where mother's day we couldn't spend time with each other and um and that's what made me feel rejected it made me feel like i'm your daughter why can't we spend you know (laughs) what is happening you know and um you know there are some things happening in the background that um that i wasn't aware of but in the time it hurt it hurt me it hurt. Right. It broke my heart, Candace. <laughs> it broke my heart because my me and my mom have come a long way. Like we mm-hmm. used to, it was woof. We used to argue a lot. We used to just not see eye to eye on a lot of things, and mm-hmm. we went for a long time not talking. You know, it was it was a lot happening, and so when we when I wanted something to happen to like help feed our relationship, it couldn't. And so mm-hmm. that's that's when I got heartbroken. I see. I see. And um, and again, rejection and all of that came up. All yeah. of that came up. And so it was worship that just helped align my heart 
you know, to, to God and to see things a little bit differently. And like I said, flush all those negative thoughts and feelings towards her out, you know? Gotcha. And so yeah, girl, that's that was a struggle. <laughs> was a struggle. It sounds yes. like it. And mm-hmm. so you and your mom, like you would say, like y'all are in a better place now. Yes. With each other. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's like, you know, when you let God do the healing and mending mm-hmm. whenever you are feeling heartbroken, mm-hmm. you know, it just fortifies your heart, you know, yeah. while keeping it. Um, a heart of flesh because Mm -hmm. you know the last thing we need is to have a stony heart and I think that's something that worship really helps too because Mm -hmm. and you know there is um, a scripture in the bible that says uh, uh, trade your heart of stone for a heart of flesh Uh, and and just basically talking about you know getting those things like uh, the the feelings of rejection and stuff like uprooting Mm -hmm. those things because those things will turn your heart to stone, meaning that your heart is hardened towards another person Mm -hmm. and it could be hardened towards God. And when your heart is hardened, things can't get in and things cannot flow out. So you can't pour into anybody else. You can't affect anybody else's life in a good way that you may Mm -hmm. intend to, but also God can't download anything into your heart Mm -hmm. and you won't be able to receive what other people may be trying to give you to bless you. So, right. That's right. It's like plaque and just thinking about our physical hearts and Mm -hmm. like Candace said, I'm a nurse, (laughs) (laughs) but just thinking about physically too much plaque and that nasty, dark stuff in your heart, it, it's, it, it suffers your blood flow. It suffers your blood flow. Mm, wow. So you can't give blood to your heart and you, your heart cannot give blood, you know, to the areas of your body that needs it, you know. And so that's the same thing spiritually, you know, that plaque buildup, it just it it makes the flow suffer. It makes wow. your communion with others suffer. It makes your communion with God suffer because of all that stuff happening and the rejection, unforgiveness and all of that stuff. And it, it takes some time and, and intimacy and worship with God that's going to help flush, flush all of that out. out. Yes. Wow. That's yes. a great analogy. I love yeah. it. I love it. Yeah. Well, sis, this conversation has been so good, so yes. great. Yes. I really have enjoyed it. And I know my taste and my taste and see fan will enjoy it too. Yes. Um, but before you go, I want you to leave us with something to chew on, whether that's like a scripture for us to meditate on or like some first steps to becoming a worshiper or <laughs> anything you have that you want to leave with us to, uh, you know, just to think about until the next episode. Okay. Well, you know, we talk about worship. We talked about a little bit about its role in heartbreak. Um, I just say, you know, take the next few days. Uh, I love to give a little bit of homework. Okay. 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 <laughs> but uh, I would say take the next few days and really assess, assess your life, you know, assess your habits, your motives, your wants, your desires, and really ask God if there's anything that he could show you that may be keeping you from experiencing his fullness and his goodness in your life and his best for you. And mm-hmm. of course, you know, all the things we share today are for edification, not condemnation, even though you yes. want to bust the windows out of somebody's car, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's to edify you to be mindful of, like I said, guard your gates, be mindful of that. And, um, you know, um, ask God to show you what is it that you can do to next your next step into experiencing his fullness and his goodness for your life. And so um, thinking about um, 
you know, in those some of those seasons of my life, one of the scriptures that stuck to me was nothing can separate us from the love of God. Ooh, so even that. when I was dealing with heartbreak, when I was dealing with rejection, when I was dealing with insecurity, dealing with unforgiveness, all of that, all of those things that came with the heartbreak, aligning my heart back to God, back to worship, back to back to Jesus. That's one of the things that kind of helped me out. Nothing can separate me from the love of God. Because if I keep telling myself that, I can remember that with his love, I can conquer all things. And oh, so uh, Romans 8 and 38 through 39, it says, And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels or demons, neither our fear, fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate okay. us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation <laughs> will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And so um, if you can just remember that and take the next few days of your life assessing things and allowing God to flush out some of those things that we've prioritized over him. Uh, over our relationship with him and uh, really sit with him and let him flush some out the heartbreak if you're dealing with heartbreak in this moment. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, I love that you gave that scripture because I feel like that's one of those really like feel good scriptures because Mm -hmm. it's something like no matter what you've done, I think sometimes people think like, oh, but God, you don't know what I did. You don't know how I compromised. You don't know how I sinned against you, act like I didn't know you, Mm -hmm. like all the things, right? And I would say that we've all been there before. We've all done something that we thought was unspeakable and that God wouldn't forgive us. But when you really get in your word and you hear scriptures like that, it reminds you that nothing can separate us from God. Like somewhere in Psalms, don't ask me where. Um, Pastor Torrey would say, if you read your whole Bible, you'll find it. Right. But, um, <laughs> somewhere in Psalms, David says, you know, if I make my bed in hell, yes. you are with me. You know, yes. so it's just mm-hmm. like God is always with us. He'll, he, nothing can separate us from his love. So to me, that gives us the motivation and the comfort to be able to go through and do this assignment that you're giving. Yeah. Because it allows you to be honest mm-hmm. and be like, God, look, this is where I really messed up. And I know this is not of you, but you know, I'm surrendering. I'm asking for forgiveness. I'm asking for your help to turn away from this. I know that nothing is going to separate me from your love. So I know you still love me, even mm-hmm. though I did this, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. So if you know, if you're thinking that you can't be honest and you you know that God won't forgive you, there, trust me, there's nothing you can do (laughs) that will separate you from his love. So I love that scripture. Yes. yes. All right, sis. Well, this was good. Like I said, I know this is going to be so beneficial and help so many people. So I'm so glad y'all, we had a professional worshiper on here giving (laughs) us good information. She worships at church week after week and in the community, uplifting people all the time. And I want y'all to know that her worship is like the purest I have ever seen in life. So, you know, I love this one right here. She the real one, y'all. She the real one. Okay. Thank you, sis. Didn't I tell y'all this episode was going to be good? Y'all, my sis came with it and I loved every bit of it. Thank you, Pastor Jessica, so much for sharing all that you shared, your heart and the wisdom about worship. You guys, I especially loved when she talked about worship, 
being in alignment between us and God, us bringing all of who we are into into alignment with all of who God is. And so I really like that. And I also really loved about uh, what she said about obedience being God's love language. You guys, I don't know if you know anything about love language, right? I read the five love languages book. Uh, My husband and I have taken the quiz, all that stuff. But when you really start speaking somebody's love language, their reaction to you, their, their, um, the way they interact with you becomes, it's different, it's different. And it's like, oh, you get so much more out of them. And so like, I think I talked in the episode about, um, that I did about obedience, how my single act of obedience brought about these benefits. It's because I think it really goes in line with that, that obedience is God's love language. So as a result, he began to heal and bless and, you know, give clarity and and all the things that benefit me. And so it benefits us when we worship God and especially in our obedience to him. So I really just love how she broke that down. And I mean, there's so many good nuggets in this episode that I think it's one that you won't want to listen to just once. You'll want to listen to it again a couple of times, at least twice. So you can really glean from it, take some good notes from it. It was a really great, great episode. Also, her homework. Y'all know how I feel about homework. I love it because that's how we grow when we can take what we heard and put it in, uh, actually incorporate it into our lives we grow from that. And so definitely do what she said, you know, take some time to really take inventory of your life to really look at, you know, your areas of, you know, what's going on with you, what needs to be, you know, kind of cut out what you need to implement, you know, just really take that homework assignment to heart and really grow from it. I mean, y'all know how I feel about it. Like I said, we are here to heal, grow and level up sis. So I love y'all so much. Again, share this episode if you have um, if you haven't yet. There's somebody I know. There's somebody that you know who's not listening to the podcast that could really use this episode. So share it with someone. Share it with a friend. Make sure you've subscribed and make sure you have done your review. And guys, I love y'all so much. I hate to leave y'all, but I do have to go. And so until next time, y'all know I love y'all and I know y'all are out there healing, growing and thriving. Bye, sis. Hey, sis, listen, if you've been blessed, changed or inspired by this podcast in any way, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts. This is the number one way that you can thank me and show support for the show. Also, if this podcast blessed you, don't keep it to yourself. Do a quick share and bless someone else. Please know I am so grateful for each and every one of you and I would love to hear from you. Come connect with me and other like-minded individuals in my Facebook group called Christian Women Overcoming Heartbreak and Finding Purpose. I can't wait to meet you back here really soon. Until then, remember to love the life you have while you're making it better. Love you, sis.